Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Davis Carmen, and he is talking about dads. He's talking to dads, actually about dads and two dads. So if you're a dad and you're listening to this, I am so glad that you have joined us today. I know typically our listeners are moms and mamas need to listen to this as well and and uh, glean from this wisdom and encouragement from Davis. But if you are a dad, please listen because God has something for you this week to learn from Davis, this veteran homeschool dad um, who's now the grandfather of six grandbabies, two still in the womb. Uh, but God is, is has been good to him and his family. He's also the president of Apologia Ministries. And um, so we're so thankful to have him back. But before we get back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. All right, Davis, I'm glad to have you back. We left a cliffhanger at the end of Monday's episode. So if you guys missed Monday, go back and listen to Monday's episode. Um, take us take us back to that cliffhanger. We were talking about the greatest commandment. We were talking about dads um, understanding God's love for them as men, and then about just living out the greatest commandment in our families through Deuteronomy 6 and what God commands us to do in Deuteronomy 6. Um, so, so take us back to that, and then let's let's bring it for our audience today. Right. So uh, we're talking about having a heart exam today. So guys, you're, you get to take a test just like your kids did and, nice. and do. And so, but we're doing a spiritual heart exam. So it can be a little tougher, uh, a little more nuanced, and we got to be real and vulnerable with ourselves. And so we have this acronym, H-E-A-R-T. That's going to be our five points. We went through that first point, H, is to have a heart for God. So we can't teach our kids to love God unless we have some kind of love for God. And so we were talking about how in Malachi, the people said, what's what's going on here? God doesn't even love me. Why should I love him? And God says, wait a second now. I've loved you. If you want to look at what I haven't loved, look at Esau. But I've loved you. And then we were talking about Deuteronomy 6 and how Dads can practically um, apply that when you rise up and uh, lie down and when you sit and go along the way and travel with your kids. And that led us to point number two, the E in our heart exam. And that is to enjoy your homeschool. Now, what are we comparing and contrasting that to? We're comparing it to the attitude that says, all this work is a burden. And that was the problem in Malachi. If you look at Malachi 1, verse 6 and 13, the priests who were doing the work of God, they sniffed at it and they said, this is a burden. Can you imagine? That's a bad attitude. But as dads, we've really got to look in the mirror and look at what is, what is, what's going on in our hearts. And are we saying, what is this homeschool thing? Why, why are we doing it? What, what am I supposed to be doing it? You know what? This is too much work. I don't like this. Um, it feels like a burden rather than a blessing. And that's the test that I'm asking the guys to take right now is to look at your heart and say, do, am I viewing my responsibilities as a dad, my responsibilities as, as a husband, and even my responsibilities as abstract as they may feel as a homeschool dad, do I view them as 
burdens? Or do I view them as something that I can enjoy doing? So one of the um, biggest ones is just wearing the dad hat. So if you're a homeschool dad, you definitely have to do some dad responsibilities. And one of those is discipline. When your kid disobeys, how do you react to that? And the typical man reaction is anger. We get mad that our kids just messed up our day or they upset our wife. Um, they weren't listening again when I've told them a hundred times. And so we, we have to dial that back. So how do we do that? And the way I like to talk about this to guys is to say to encourage them to actually use the language of a shepherd and sheep. And to look at your little kids, whether they're four, five, six, seven years old, and say, oh, no, one of my kids, one of my sheep has just gone astray. This is a great opportunity for me to bring them back in, as mm. opposed to cracking a whip and you know, screaming and yelling and making everybody scared and angry and, 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 and fearful. Instead, look at it and say, oh, thank you that I'm here to help this sheep. And it's amazing how kids will respond to this language when you tell them, look, daddy is here to discipline you and to correct you because I love you. If you weren't my sheep, I wouldn't want to help you out here. I would just let you go astray because there's danger out there. There's wolves out there. But I love you enough to come get you, to bring you back, to teach you what's right, possibly to punish you if necessary. But we're going to hug we're going to pray. And when you have that attitude as a guy, as a man, it, it brings the anger down tremendously. And it also reminds you, you know what? This isn't a burden. This is a privilege. This is, this is a sacred duty that God has given me to take these few sheep and to be a good shepherd to them. And now I'm not about to promise the following for everybody. <laughs> Because this only happened one time in my parenting dad life. But one time I was, was correcting one of my sheep that had gone astray, and they're crying, there's punishment, we hug, we pray. And right before they walked away, and we're both fairly calm, it was a calm experience as I'm trying to encourage the guys to do, right before uh, the kid walked away, they turned to me and said, Dad, thank you. And I, I was whoa, okay, that, that was great. I obviously got your heart and got it in the place that it was supposed to be. And the interesting thing in, in that, again, that rare one time that it happened, it reminded me that this really is wonderful work that I get to do. This is not a burden. And so uh, that's what I want to encourage the guys to do is to enjoy the work and responsibilities that God has given them. Yeah. I love that you use the word privilege because Parenting really is a privilege. It is a gift that God has given us. And so often I realize that God is using parenting to teach me things. I mean, I, I'm a completely different person. And I'm not saying this like I'm perfect by any means, trust me. But I'm a very different person now than I was when I first became a mom or before I had kids. Because God uses parenting to humble us and to teach us so many things. But one of the things that that I have learned as a parent is God's love for me because I love my kids. And when it comes to correction and discipline and training, I realize that the reason God corrects and disciplines and trains us is because he loves us. And so that takes us back to, you know, how do I know that God loves me? Well, one of the ways that we know he loves us is because he corrects us and disciplines us, right? Even though it's painful at the time, he wants what's best for us. He doesn't want us to step out on the freeway 
in front of the big old, you know, big rig that's going to run us over and hurt us. He gives us commandments. He gives us rules. He gives us boundaries and standards because he cares for us and he loves us just like we do with our kids. And so there's so, so many parts of parenting that reflect the heart of God and help us to understand who God is as our heavenly father. And that's only just a glimpse of God's love for us, right? I mean, it's nothing compared to how much he really, truly does love us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Parenting can be tough, but it really is a privilege. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. No one affects your child's education more than you do. Even though others may provide the courses and the supplies you need, you have the most say regarding the quality of your student's learning experience. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. The people at BJU Press do everything they can to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to speak with an experienced homeschool consultant. We are back with Davis. Um, you know, I again, I love talking about just the heart of God and looking at that in light of us as parents and how we respond to our kids. And again, Davis, I, I love that you're just transparent with our audience because, you know, we all deal with frustration and anger with our kids, but we do need to enjoy the work that God has set before us. And so since we're talking specifically to dads this week, can you give some practical things maybe that dads can do so that they can better enjoy their role as a homeschool dad? Right. So uh, as we said in episode in the first episode on Monday, uh, the, the mom is probably carrying the lion's share of the workload in the homeschool. And so as guys, we're asking ourselves, how can I practically help and support this? So the way I like to word it is, you don't have to do 100% of the workload, but you, but you can help by claiming 100% of the responsibility. And I say this as a way to how to keep your wife from burning out, because it's not the workload that'll burn her out, it's if she's got the workload and the responsibility. So as a guy, as a dad, as the father, if you can claim 100% of the responsibility, since it's probably going to be a little tougher to claim the workload, then that's going to make a world of difference. So what does that look like? So the practical things that I like to say here is I really encourage the guys to be the administrator of their school, to know the laws in their state, 
and to basically keep the paperwork uh, uh, and have the file in place. So we're in North Carolina, and I have a whole file drawer full of when we notified the state, we have to uh, keep attendance records and immunization records. So I actually have all those. And they have to take a standardized test of some kind each year. So I'd be the one that administer that test. And we did a half dozen different kinds of tests uh, through the years. Uh, so that's one practical way. Another is if you're at the beginning of your homeschool journey, guys, you need to be the one to protect your wife and inform family, friends, and other people that you're doing this homeschool journey because they're you don't know what kind of reaction you might get. Some people might say, really, are you sure? And ask all the <laughs> seemingly tough questions. So one way you can protect your wife is to be the one to let your parents know, let her parents know, uh, let her best friend know, and be there when that conversation is happening so that she doesn't have to defend herself as well and get discouraged or start asking herself, yeah, why are we doing this? Uh, and then very much related, have the answer to the question, why are we doing this? Because your wife's probably going to ask you somewhere along the line, honey, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I, I don't know if I'm doing any good. This isn't working. I, I want to quit. And so you need to have your 30-second elevator speech for your wife <laughs> to say, here's why we're doing this, honey. Honey, The kids are doing great. They are learning life skills. They're learning about God. We're closer than we've ever been as a family. Our relationships are tight. And you know what? They're doing fine academically. So we're we're getting our family goals in place, and 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 and, and that's happening. And so that may take a couple uh, trials. I remember the first two or three times my wife called me at work, and she was panicked and frustrated. I didn't have really good answers those first couple <laughs> times, and I realized, you know what? I need to take pen to paper and write down why are we doing this? What are the pros and uh, of, yeah. of this? And it, I was able to do that pretty quickly, and it only reinforced why we were doing this in my own mind. Uh, and then I was able to be much more confident with Rachel and uh, you know, actually encourage her in ways that together we started not only seeing the fruit of our labor, but we believed it as well. Yeah. I want to piggyback on that, um, on, on two things. One, I want to say, yes, thank you for that our husbands really do need to stand behind us and protect us. I should say stand in front of us and protect us. And I, I love that you say that. I don't know that I've heard anyone say that before, but that's great to have the dad being the one who goes out and he's he is in the front of that battle because it often is a battle, especially when it comes to family members. A lot of times parent, grandparents don't understand why we're making the decision to homeschool. And so dad, as the leader of our home, needs to be the one who takes that firm stand. If dad is questioning why they're doing this, why they've made the decision to homeschool, I'm going to plug the movie here. I don't do this often on the podcast, but let me just tell you, watch the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, because that movie will give you all of the answers. I mean, that's the whole point of the movie is that it debunks all of the misconceptions and negative stereotypes, and it answers all of the questions that people have about home education, and it brings it all back to family discipleship. That's that's how it, it it's... Family discipleship is woven through the movie. And at the end, Heidi St. John ties the movie up with this big, beautiful, pretty red bow that basically takes it back to it's all about family discipleship. And so that should always be our why. But if you've not seen the movie, watch the movie because it will give you the ammunition, if you will, that you need to be able to fight 
that battle, that sometimes um, is really hard to fight and it will help you to understand your why. The second thing I want to say is one of the most practical things that I think dads can do is to give their wives time to plan and time to rest throughout the school year. I'm not talking about just one time in the summertime. I'm saying maybe twice a year, but best would be four times a year, quarterly, if possible. Even if that means just a day at home by herself or a day out by herself, where she can just breathe and think and maybe do some school planning or reevaluating. Um, just give mom some time to be able to process what she's doing with the kids. And I promise you, it will benefit you dads if you will support your wife in this way and just allow her some time. We, we knew a guy, I think I've told this story before, but um, I knew a guy years ago. I, I used to work for Hyatt Hotels. I was an executive assistant there for many years. And there was a guy and every year that I was there, he would he would pay for his wife to stay at the hotel for two nights. It, he would give her a whole weekend and he would just pay for her hotel room. And the, I, I don't remember how many kids they had, but they had a few. And he would take the kids for the weekend. He would just take care of them at home and he just let her do whatever she wanted for the weekend. And it was so, this was before I even had kids. And I just remember thinking, that's amazing that this dad is just supporting his wife that way and allowing her three days to rest and recuperate and relax and do whatever she wanted to do. So I just leave that encouragement with you dads. Um, let's let's go through really quickly. So we're talking about a heart exam for homeschool dads. And so we talked first about H, which was have a heart for God. We're doing an acronym here. H is have a heart for God. E is enjoy your work. Um, love what you do. Enjoy the work that God has set before you with homeschooling your kids. We're now on A. Let's talk about A Davis in the last few minutes that we have. Yes. So on the A, that stands for adore your wife and kids. And each of these has a opposite that is being contrasted with. So the H is to know that love God, to, to have a heart for God, as opposed to thinking God doesn't love you. The E was to enjoy your work as opposed to thinking it's a burden. And this A is to adore your wife and kids as opposed to, I'll say it bluntly, not even liking these people. Um, and all this comes from Malachi. We're, we're looking at the book of Malachi, and in chapter 2, verse 13 to 16, uh, the prophet specifically says to love your wife and to guard yourself, and specifically to take heed to your spirit. And so it's real easy for us as we go through life, and especially as a homeschool family, when uh, oftentimes a mom will say, wait a second, you mean I'm going to be stuck with these kids all day long and there's one or two strong-willed kids? Um, and as a dad, you might be thinking, oh boy, what are we setting ourselves up for? But even as you are spending more time with, with your wife and kids, we can think that we're going to get at each other's throats and we're actually going to um, not enjoy each other's company. But what, there was an interesting th thing that happened when Rachel and I started homeschooling a long time ago in the fall of 1996, and we had that same concern. And about two months into it, Rachel and I are talking about how it's going, and I said, Rachel, I know our oldest is strong-willed, and we were very concerned about you two spending more time together, but I think your relationship is actually getting better, and you're getting closer, and you're understanding how what makes each other tick a little better. And, and she agreed. And so that's what can happen here. And so for the guys, I want to encourage you to love and adore 
your wife and kids, do not ever get to a place where you think that the problem is your wife or the problem is these kids. If it wasn't for all these people, my life would be great. You got a heart problem if that's what you're thinking. Instead, like it says in Malachi, take heed to your spirit. In other words, look at the speck that, um, don't look at the speck in somebody else's eye when you might have a log in your own. So this one can, like the others, can be very convicting as we really try to say, let me look at the condition of my spiritual heart and how it appears or how it actually is on the inside, not just how it appears on the outside, specifically with my wife and kids. Okay, I'm going to ask a hard question here. I'm going to ask two hard questions. Um, and we're out of time, but I'm going to go a little bit long on this because I, I think this is an important thing to tackle. Talk to the husband who you're, you're telling these husbands to adore and love their wives and kids. Talk to the husband who has a difficult wife. Maybe the wife is just truly, she's just difficult. She is rebellious. She, you know, I, I mean, you and I have seen it. Everybody sees it. You know, there, there are those women around who are just difficult to be married to. So talk to the husband who has a wife like that. Then I want you to talk to the wife whose husband maybe is in that same category that he's just difficult and he doesn't adore her and he doesn't respect her and he doesn't, you know, she feels like he simply just doesn't love her or the kids. How do you encourage those two people? Yeah, those are deep, heavy, tough questions right there. I know. Um, And I thank God that, you know, my wife uh, is not in that category. Um, She's very enjoyable to spend time with. We're, We're empty nesters right now and thoroughly enjoying being in the house together all day long. Yeah. Uh, but there are situations where um, people are in a marriage that's a, a little harder because of strong personalities, difficult personalities. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times people um, have a past that is hard to overcome. They're still struggling and working through some hurt that they've experienced in their own life. And so this is where, you know, just like the very first point to love God means to know him. God and to let God know me, which means I have to be vulnerable. So in the in the same kind of way, if I had a difficult wife, I would want to know why. What what's eating at her? What's hurting her now or in the past, so that I can really um, meet her where she's at. Um, and so this is where compassion, understanding, conversations um, that. Um, really go deeper, uh, you need to take place. Uh, the better, you know, somebody, the more you can understand. Yeah. If I, if I say the following, that's going to upset her because I know what, you know, what are the kinds of things that encourage her and the kind of things that do the opposite. Right. Right. Yeah. And I guess the same with husbands too, you know, how do you, how do you deal? How do these women deal with these, um, husbands who are just difficult? You know, they're, they're maybe, maybe they have anger issues. Maybe they're just not kind to their family members. Maybe they check out and don't want anything to do with their family. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a hard place to live. And let me just, let me say really quickly, just so no one thinks that I'm asking this for myself or my husband. Um, I think you guys know by now we actually have a really great marriage and I'm so thankful for a husband who truly does love me. As a matter of fact, he sacrifices so much for me. I mean, to the point where sometimes I feel like, okay, can I please do something for you? Um, so I'm not asking this for myself. I'm asking for a friend, um, a friend that maybe, I don't know, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, it's, how would you encourage the wife with the difficult husband? You know, the, the thing I'm thinking of, and this is very generalized, is that uh, relationships are complex. Yeah. Uh, they can be messy, uh, and they're not, the, the solutions when you're in a difficult place are not easy. Um, Rachel and I have been in, uh, several times we've been in situations with friends and even with family where it was very hurtful, very difficult, very bothersome. And one thing you can do is just kind of run away. That's one option. Sure. And, and I've been tempted to, to do that in the situations I found myself in. But So what I would encourage people from firsthand experience is go for it. Do the hard work mm-hmm. that a relationship requires, whether that's going to see a counselor, whether mm-hmm. that's having the long, hard conversations, having a second and third conversation to process things and to clarify uh, relationships are are not easy and they're not messy, but they're so important uh, th- and they're so vital. God wants us to be in good relationship with each other, which is why the enemy tries to bring things between us and divide us. And, yeah. and it can be outside circumstances that do that. But I, I would just encourage people to be committed to the relationships in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And committed is a great word. Uh, you know, I've shared before on the podcast that the first several years of our marriage were, were just hard. We were immature. We, we just, we had a lot of growing up to do spiritually, especially. And the thing that kept us together was that we had committed to the Lord, not just to each other. We had made a covenant with God that we would never give up. And boy, am I glad that we never did. Um, we are out of time, but I will tell you guys, we are getting ready to start recording a series. It's, it's going to be called the Family Series, and we're going to talk about all things family. We're going to talk about marriage, parenting, grandparenting, sibling relationships, everything having to do with the family. Because as homeschoolers, that's who we are. We're family, and we have all these issues that we're going to deal with. So that's going to be coming up after the new year. And Davis is actually going to be part of that series. We're so excited that he will be back for that. Um, But you guys, be encouraged. God is good. He is a good God. And if you're struggling um, to love each other, if you're struggling to love your wife or your husband, he hears you, he sees you, stick with it and, and just get the help and encouragement that you need, whether it's through this podcast or another podcast, but especially through God's word and dig into God's word. So I'm excited that that is, uh, is going to be coming up after the new year. Davis, thank you so much for being with us again. We're going to be back tomorrow to finish this topic. We're talking about heart exam for dads and going through the acronym HEART, H-E-A-R-T. So we've got R and T left. We'll discuss those tomorrow. Um, Davis, tell us one more time where people can find out more about you. Uh, yes, the best place is to go to apologia.com. That's spelled A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A.com, a Greek word meaning to defend the faith. And we defend mm-hmm. the faith by publishing creation-based science, math, and Bible curriculum. You can find all that at the website, plus our podcast, our blog, and all kinds of freebies. Uh, yep. um, so go, go to apologia.com. Love it. And uh, we were talking really quickly before... Uh, 
before we got on to record today about uh, the Word in Motion, which is your new Bible curriculum, and it's excellent. I'm doing that with my kids this year, and it's it's so fun. Lacey has been so excited about doing this curriculum. We finished our curriculum that we were using last year um, for, for Bible, in addition to reading our Bible as a family, but um, this is our actual Bible curriculum that we're using, and so thank you for the incredible uh, products that you publish for Christian homeschool families. It all leads us back to Christ. So thank you so much. You guys, please share this episode with a friend. Just hit the hit the copy button, paste it into a text message or Facebook or Instagram, wherever you like to share things with your friends and share this episode with them. And please leave a review for this podcast. We would really appreciate that. That really does help others to learn about the podcast. We will see you back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.